Coming up, the Cubbies are sinking fast, dropping eight of their last 10 and getting swept by the Diamondbacks who have taken the lead on them in the wild card race. To finish up today, we're gonna review the new baseball rules and how they're affecting the game. So with that being said, it's the sports life. We're talking sports, let's go. All right, starting us off here, game one, the Cubs really could not get anything going. I'll go through a couple of my notes, turn it over to Caden. We had the Man of Steel going. We had our Cy Young candidate, uh, Justin Steele, on the mound. Just made a couple mistakes, you know, a couple big ones. They they got two three-run homers off of him, and that was pretty much all they needed in this game. Uh, one of the highlights of the game, we got to see Stroman. Uh, he was back. They brought him out of the pen. He looked pretty good. And the Cubs had a ninth-inning surge, which was kind of fun. Uh, they hit... I think three home runs in the ninth inning, put up four runs, but it was just too little, too late. It was a very frustrating game, and again, it was a start to more frustration, as we saw in games two and game three as well. So, Caden, thoughts on game one? Um, you know, it's not the best game. Uh, you know, uh, our offense was definitely not the best until the ninth inning, but I mean, Justin Steele was not really that bad. I mean, we've been ta- I've been talking about, I've been thinking about how good the Diamondbacks have been offensively, but in big times with runners on base. And for the Cubs, when they had runners on base, they just could not get them home. And for Justin Steele, I mean, gave up two three-run bombs. I mean, I really feel like he didn't really, he wasn't really that bad. It's just um, he threw a couple, he uh, threw a couple pitches a little over the middle of the plate. The Diamondbacks took advantage, and uh, that was basically it. But I feel like. It, um, for about he he did a good job keeping us in the game, f- pitching four really good innings. It was just that f- um, first inning and the last inning he pitched. It kind of got out of hand for him, but really good to see Marcus Stroman. I mean, he looked really sharp. You could see having some fun with it. Uh, he pitched two innings, three strikeouts. He said he didn't see the hard contact he was seeing in those last four starts. He he saw a lot of swings and misses. His pitches his pitches were moving. Really good to see that. Uh, from Marcus Stroman, but I mean our offense they showed the power, but that's about it I mean they really made it interesting in the nine with a home run by Ian Happ, Bellinger draw a walk um, A home run by Suzuki and then Morrell But then they got their and the Diamondbacks came in their closer and Seawald shut it down But you know, I just feel like the Cubs are a little too home run dependent, you know uh, but I felt like it was a good game. We still put up good at-bats. I feel like this year, even though we got swept, we still put up good at-bats. We just could not find I mean, the Diamondbacks defense was locked down all series, and we just couldn't get anything going and find that rhythm. Make a good point. The Their defense was just phenomenal in this series and in key places. A lot of diving catches in the outfield, a lot of really good plays and from, their, uh, from all their infielders, from the middle infield, from the corner infielders. They really – we're sharp in this series. The Diamondbacks have had our number. I mean, they have closed the gap on us and taken taken us over in the wild card because of the great defense, the timely hitting. They're young. They're fast. They're an exciting team. I was very impressed by them getting to watch them a little more closely, obviously playing our hometown Cubbies. Game two was really an exciting game. And I was watching this one with a buddy of mine, and we were laughing because when it when it was getting into these later innings, the announcer kept saying, the Cubs have been leading 3-2, 4-3, 
five, four, six, five. So he, every inning, he would like add one, the one run to say that the Cubs have had leads of these different amounts every inning, and it was basically because of the, the California rules. They'd put one up, they'd get a one run lead, it would retie, and, and so on and so forth, and the game went on and on. But this was a 13 inning marathon. At the end of the day, not going into all the details of this game, we were one pitch away. I mean, we were up at the end of this game, 6-5. We had the hitter with two strikes on him. He hits it off with Snecky. The ball deflects into the air. I was sitting here looking at it thinking that Swanson could have tried to make a better play on it. I thought he could have attempted to catch that ball in the air and it would have ended the game. I don't know if he just didn't get a good read on it in the air or what that was. But that was really frustrating for me to see because Swanson seems to always be in the right place at the right time in, in terms of how he plays the position. And that was an opportunity there that could have potentially won the game, that would have won the game for us if that ball was caught in the air. And it just didn't seem like he read it right or, or put in the proper effort on that play. So that was frustrating. Um, Suzuki, it was one of those times you really wanted to see Suzuki get to the plate. And he got intentionally walked twice in those late innings, which that was rough to see because he's a guy that has been coming up with some big hits for us. I wanted to see him have those opportunities in those big spots, but they made the decision to go ahead and put him on, and, and it was the right move. Now I'm blaming those Diamondbacks. They're, I mean, they're really smart, smart managing, and they've been, they did some really uh, well, they, uh, key stuff. They, they made another smart move where they put Longoria in. He puts in a, he put in a veteran. He puts in a good at-bat. Yeah, he had a great slide. I and think. then I was going to say, that slide at the end of the game, if, if that's a better throw, yeah, um, Gomes gets him because Gomes kind of had to dive towards home base. And when you dive like that, you can't really adjust he, your tag. If he got him on the hand, if he tried to go on the hand, he was trying to uh, – I feel like if he tried to tag him on the hand, it could have um, – he could have got him, but he tried, to go for the te- he tried to go for the chest, and he got that hand back, and that's why he was safe. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't really going for – he wasn't that he was going for the chest. It's that all his momentum, because the throw wasn't there, he had to turn and just dive towards home plate. Yeah, the throw beat him. The throw beat him, but it was offline. If the throw was online, then he could... Veteran baseball right there. He could change his glove placement. It was a very smart slide by Longoria. It ended up working out. But again, I still thought Gomes did everything he could do on that play. Another comment on the game was Smiley really put in great work there. Um, You hate to see the pen have to go through that level of work and then lose. That's Those marathons are so tough because you feel like you need the reward at the end of them. You used a lot of pitching. Um, I mean, guys were getting in six, seven at-bats in this game. Your players are worn out. You know they're going to be tired the next day. Really would have been nice to come away with a win there. Caden, any other thoughts on that Game 2 7-6 loss that we took in this 13-inning marathon? Um, overall, I feel like it was a good game. I mean, the grit that we had, I mean, playing for a Four hours. I mean, that's a long, that's a long day, and people are probably wondering, oh, why isn't Jan Gomes in the game? Yeah, because today, because yeah, he caught for 13 innings. I mean, that's a long, long game. Um, but that yeah, that was a well-deserved off day for Jan Gomes. He really, he really, um, he really did good. It was really good to see, uh, like you said, uh, Marcus Stroman another good inning. I know he uh, he gave up that run, but no one really. I mean, there was a lot of good performances in the bullpen but no one stepped up as big as they could hold down that save you know I just I don't know I just feel like was Stacky Smiley I mean I like the Quas, Lyther, Merriweather, uh, Stroman 
But I don't know. I knew. I know we're going to that bottom of the bullpen with Smiley and with Snacky, but I, I don't know. These are. I mean, I'm not. Smiley's been a little more consistent with, than with Snacky, but with Snacky's been really up and down. But just really timely hitting. Gomes with a big day. He had two hits. He threw a guy out. That was huge. Uh, Suzuki with three RBIs. I mean, our top of the order did really well. Really good to see Hap swing the bat. Horner with two hits. Morello with two hits. Belly with a hit. Suzuki with a hit. So I think all around good at bats. Big hits. Good base run. It was all around good game. We just didn't come up in front. Jump into game three. Uh, it just seemed like we didn't have any juice in this game. I mean, I don't know if it was the, the, the losing that 13-inning game. Not sure what it was. It was a 6-2 game. Kind of a lackluster performance by us. It didn't seem like we were putting in really good at-bats. Um, Wicks had a pretty decent game. He, Wicks is showing that he's going to be a quality starter in this league. Um, he's not going to come out every game and give you six or seven of, of two-run balls. No, going to do that. Yeah, but he's really been good for us. Like I said, I even thought today he grinded it out a little bit, didn't have his best stuff. Uh, but really, our, our offense is the story here, right? Like, our offense early in the year was not good, and that's when we dug a hole for ourselves. Um, our offense has been the reason that we've really been able to uh, turn the whole season around and get back into the uh, to, to the postseason conversation. And we have not done it. I mean, here putting up a couple runs again, just not just not getting it done. I I don't have anything else to say. It's just very frustrating. You know, we've lost eight to ten. We are right now tied for the final wild card spot, so we're slipping in an area where we had the Rockies that we we should have definitely gained ground there. We've had our opportunities. We have more opportunities coming up. Very frustrating series. Very disappointing when you lose this many games to the team that's right there in the mix with you with the Diamondbacks taking sweeping us here. And then what they do last time? Came two or three? Three or four. Three or four. So it's really been a tough go with the with the D-backs here. And then looking out, Caden, before you give me your game three thoughts, looking out, we're going to have three against the Pirates, three against the Rockies, three against the Braves, and then finishing up with three against the Brewers. So we got 12 games left here. It's a very tight race in that wild card. We can kiss the division goodbye. The division's gone. Milwaukee pulled away, and we got to get this thing done. What did you think about this game three? I mean, I thought it was it was actually kind of hard to watch. It was uh, it was not a good game. It just felt like that game. I don't know. At first, for me, it felt like that game gone really fast, and it just did not seem like we found a rhythm. It was just like no juice. Pitching, I feel like our pitching overall this whole series has been very, very good. Um, you know, Wicks, I knew he not did not have his best outing, but yeah, I feel like he did a good job limiting the damage. I mean, four walks. I mean, that's he's done a really good job throwing strikes today. Four walks, that's not a lot. I mean, he only gave up four hits, but the mix of the hits and the walks, really, that's that's one of the reasons that when you walk players on Diamondbacks, they like I said, they're really good at. Hitting with runners on base. Uh, Quas gives up two runs. He looked really sharp, I felt like, um, yesterday. Today, he comes in not the best. Um, I feel like Palencia, you know, he's been not very good for us. But you, it's really hard to give up on this guy because he throws a really good slider and a 100 miles per hour fastball. It's really hard to give up on this guy. He looked pretty good today. I didn't really give up an earned run, but I feel like he did his best. Um... Luke Little, he does a solid job living the damage. I know he got hit hard a little bit, giving him two hits, but he uh, gets the final out. And then Brad Boxenberger, this guy, ever since he's coming back, he's only pushed a little bit. 
But he's been pitching extremely well. He pitched one and one third inning, uh, two strikeouts, one walk, no hits, no runs. So really, really good uh, outing for him. But I mean, our offense just got nothing. I mean, Ian Happer, a really nice day, three hits. Um, you know, Horner with a hit. Horner's been really, really good. He also dropped a walk. Uh, Morell dropped a walk. Something we really see. Swanson with a hit. Talking with a hit. A mile with a hit. But just not a lot of hard hit balls, consistent at bats, and could not find a rhythm. And when the Diamondbacks did, they did a good job pulling away and their pitching and, and their bullpen um, did a good job too. Yeah, offensively, Horner and Suzuki have really stood out to me. Horner's playing really good baseball right now, collecting a lot of base hits. Suzuki's coming up with a lot of power recently. Those guys have really stood out to me offensively. But again, we're, we're digging a hole here. I mean, this is not the time of year that you can drop 8 to 10 and get away with it. If we continue on this slide, those postseason hopes of even playing in a wild card game are going to slip away here. So we're hoping the Cubs can get back on track. We're going to keep pulling for them. We're going to keep putting these pods out every series. Win or lose, they're a little bit harder to do after these losses because we're staying up late to watch the game. We got work and school and so forth in the morning, but we're trying to get these out for you guys. And uh, these are a little bit tough because we just don't have the juice we normally got when we come away with a couple wins or a series win. And now we've dropped a couple series in a row and, and it's tough. But we are moving on. All right, next topic. I wanted to talk a little bit about the new baseball rules. And it came to mind because that 13-inning game got me thinking, we're not seeing those marathon games we used to see uh, pre-2020. And that was a change with the those the, the extra inning rules, with the California rules going into place. Those have really worked. And when you give new rules a couple years, you can really see the results. And the design of that rule specifically was to start shortening some of those marathon games. It has worked. It has been effective. I can't remember the exact numbers, but when they tell you how many, I think they said there had only been like six 13-plus inning games this year or something like that. So... Uh, don't quote Six. me on that, but yeah, very, very short, not a lot. And that led me to think of these new baseball rules because I've talked to a lot of baseball people and most of us, especially from a, from a viewing experience perspective, just love the new rules. So going through a few things, you got the pitch clock. That's probably the biggest change. They increased the size of the bases. They limited pickoff attempts and they banned the shift. So those are really those were the the big items. For me, the pitch clock thing has been huge. I just remember the hitters stepping out. I, I remember Hayward uh, with the Cubs. He's stepping out after every pitch, adjusting both of his batting gloves, undoing them each four times, undoing them. Thinking, you know what, the superstition isn't working if you're batting 210. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting here going, this is the kind of stuff that was stretching the game out. I love the pitch clock. It makes baseball more exciting. It makes it faster. So I'm a big fan of that. The bases, that just seemed like a good idea overall. So those are working out. Um, the pickoff attempts, that has really increased your stolen bases. There's a higher success rate, so there's more speed. There's a little more action to the game. Um, banning the shift has increased the batting average with for batted balls in play. Um, that has increased due to the, the banning of the shift. That's a lot better for lefties too. I knew lefties were more affected by the shift in baseball. So there, there's so many good things um, that are coming for this. And like I say, the viewing experience for me as a fan, I just love it. I think that 
Um, when we look back on this in two, three years, and you've really had a chance to see all these new rules come into play for a longer period of time, I, I think baseball's ratings are going to be up. Um, it's increased the excitement of the game. I love it. Caden, any thoughts on these on these new rules? Um, I personally like them. Just I feel like one of the things I – there's just one rule I do not like is the shift. I mean – when you look at when you look at the especially where I look at it, the Cubs middle infield, it kind of seems like in a game it just seems like half the time you see Swanson right by the bag. I mean, it just seems like I know you can't. I, I know the shift is like like two guys can't be on the right side, but it's still like I just feel like half like I see it three times in a game where I just feel like they're smoking balls, ground balls. Up the middle, and you just see the shortstop right there. So I don't think they totally limit it, but I mean, I, you, I, I can see where it's a line drive into right field and see the second baseman playing into shallow right. I can see that, but I don't think they put it away totally. Yeah, with the analytics of the game, I, I like limiting that. I just think with with analytics, you were just seeing, especially lefties. I remember seeing Rizzo, Schwarber, these guys just absolutely ripping balls to the right side, and the second baseman fielding that thing, you know, twenty five feet off the infield grass and throwing the guys out at first. I didn't like seeing that. Those are base knocks, and so it's part of the game that I like. I do know what you're saying. There's almost like a modified shift that that players are still utilizing based on the scouting report, based on all the analytics that are available to them. So I do understand that there are certain things that are happening that you may not like still. But yeah, I, I'm i a fan of the changes that have been made. And I'm a fan of, of sports doing this. I think that let the games graduate. Uh, that includes NFL, NBA, major leagues, whatever. If you see little avenues where you can make little tweaks to the game and it can make a better viewing experience for the fan, if it's better for the players, um, all these types of things, if you take them into account, I think it's great for leagues to do this. Um, these games are not meant to be the same forever. The game's played completely differently. Um, we've talked about this on our past pods. We've talked about it with how pitchers used to throw complete games. Now you're lucky if a, if a starter can get you six innings. The game has changed. So if the game is changing, sometimes it's interesting to look at the rules and see if there's ways to make the game a little bit different while still holding the integrity of the game itself. So that's all we have tonight. We're making this a quick pod. Uh, We will be back with you after the next series. We are looking forward to it. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to like us, follow us on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your pods. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.